0: Hosts, Cut, Gary Carter, and adam todd brown. hey everybody welcome to pretty scary pretty scary boo i'm adam todd brown
1: i'm caitlin Cut.
0: seth do you want to say anything
1: I'm here to share things from the future.
0: Oh good. In studio. Seth is here from the Seth Learning Center, of course.
1: That's where I work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Caitlin, Seriously. what the hell are we talking about today?
1: Honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I know I know what the topic is. I kind of can we start by playing the audio clip? Yes. So if you open it up, <laughs> it's the jankiest website in the world.
0: That's Jane Roberts, or is that Seth? That's,
1: that's Jane Roberts. Okay. And if you play the audio, this is Seth speaking through Jane Roberts. Your beliefs form
0: relative. Your individual beliefs. And your joint beliefs.
1: Now the intensity of a belief is extremely <laughs> important. And if you believe in very simple terms that people mean you well and will treat you kindly, they will. And if you believe that the world is against you, then so it will be in your experience.
0: I like how she sounds like a bee when she says bee. Bee?
1: There's a new... uh, Yeah, it's great. It's good. That you will uh, begin to deteriorate at twenty-two, then so you shall. Uh... That's enough. I feel
0: okay. Like we... Yeah, we've we've heard it all before, so. I
1: just th- just thought I got two questions for you specifically. Yes. First of all. You ready for my questions? I am. If you heard that voice, would you assume that that woman's name was Jane Roberts?
0: Oh no. no. Okay.
1: right. Secondly. If you were an interdimensional being and you had to pick one person to speak through, is that the voice you'd go
0: with? Absolutely not. Caitlin.
1: That's what I was thinking. I'd pick the pavilions lady. That's there, the voice I would want.
0: There are a lot of things about the choice of vessel here that. Yep. Strike me as faulty decision-making if nothing else. Y- yeah. Cause so, this, the, the premise here kind of implies Seth could have done this with anyone.
1: That's what I am getting.
0: And he chose Jane Roberts.
1: Yeah. It's like picking a Ford Fiesta. And like Jane you have Roberts. Any car, this is the car you pick.
0: Yeah. Jane Roberts doesn't even deserve that name because she doesn't look like a Jane Roberts. She it looks like may, a sundown it, hall.
1: It may be the most surprising thing about <laughs> the whole thing we're about to talk. I might have blown the most surprising thing. Okay. Because that is not Jane Roberts. <laughs> Oh, no, that has to be in someone else. It's got to be like Giuseppe (laughs) Franalesca or something like that's not
0: (laughs) on the Seth Learning Center website.
1: That's that's her face. I just think that her name couldn't possibly actually be Jane Roberts.
0: Oh, no, no. She's a Hildegard.
1: Yeah, there's if you look at her face, you're like, maybe that's a Jane Roberts. But then you hear her voice and you're like, nope, that is not her name. No,
0: no. So who is Seth? Caitlin? Uh
1: glad you asked me that, Adam, and I'm going to explain it as best I can. Are you ready?
0: I am very ready. Where does this, where does the information that you're about to explain this come from?
1: Well, it's all coming from SethLearningCenter.org.
0: Your trust, your, your, I would argue the most reliable source for information about the Seth Learning Center.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's unbiased completely.
0: Yep. Let's hear it.
1: Uh, So that's why I'm sharing it is because it's totally reliable information. Uh, Seth is an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher who spoke through author James, Jane Roberts when she was in a trance and coined the phrase, you create your own reality, Adam.
0: Mm, I'd like to see the paperwork on that.
1: Seth's empowering message literally launched the New Age movement.
0: Hard disagree, but we'll get to it later.
1: <laughs> no, this is the most reliable website in the world what are you talking about. <laughs> The books written by Seth, again, it's very hard for me to read this because it's like, okay, it doesn't everybody listening understands. All right. <clears throat> the books written by Seth have sold over 7 million copies and have been translated into over 11 languages.
0: What does over 11 mean? Over Is it 12? O- Is it 13? Is it 14? That,
1: don't worry about it. It's <laughs> over 11. What are you worried about, Adam?
0: What a weird way to put it. Just say dozens or something. Because it probably
1: isn't dozens, but it is over eleven.
0: It's a half a language. Maybe eleven I guess real like, languages, and then like Klingon.
1: Maybe the first draft was over a dozen, which sounds worse than <laughs> over eleven.
0: Who knows?
1: Thirteen languages? Just give us the number. It's <laughs> damn. Anyway. <you>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seth's clear, pre- <laughs> Seth's clear presentation of the furthest reaches of human potential, the eternal validity of the soul, and the concept that we create our own reality, trademark, according to our beliefs, has been rippled out to affect the lives of people in every corner of the globe, as long as they speak one of those 14 languages. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this can't reach every corner of the globe with only reaching over 11 languages. If if
1: it's French and English, you've got two lingua francas right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I
1: mean, that's a lot of, you know, so you're, you're, you know, if you tackle most of the Romance languages, and you count people that move places, then yes, technically.
0: And then you're still under 11 languages. (laughs) This is over 11 languages. So how are, are there even more than 11 languages?
1: knows there's no way to verify um this is another hard sentence for me to start (laughs) seth's voice clearly stands out as one of the major forces which led the current new age philosophical movement his work first published in the 1960s has withstood the test of time and is still the most dynamic comprehensive brilliant undistorted map of inner reality and human potential available today If you want answers to life's most important question, if you want to improve your life conditions, Seth will show you how not by relying on him, but by accessing and using the tremendous source of power and wisdom that lies within you, Adam. Me? Yep. Everyone, including me? Including you.
0: Wow. That's amazing, Seth. I've never heard that before.
1: No, it's totally, it's trademarked. <laughs> Seth it's, nobody's ever this done shit. it. Nobody's ever. Uh, so hopefully, Adam, that, that drew a nice picture around who Seth was.
0: Yeah, Seth sounds like a good dude.
1: Yeah, but maybe you want more information. A little more. Wouldn't okay. hurt. Cool. Um, well, for starters, in the 1960s, Jane's, Jane Roberts was messing around with a Ouija board, and she began to channel a higher being called Seth.
0: Say no more.
1: So that explains all of it, that but I'll keep That explains plenty,
0: Yeah. No. Okay, fine. Keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jane's experience of channeling Seth lasted for 21 years, throughout which Jane would slip into trance and share Seth's thoughts on existence, reality, energy, et cetera. So this is a very similar concept to what we talked about with like Abraham Hicks. There've been a couple
0: new age,
1: uh, it's, it's, I guess it's unfair to call them authors, Adam, because they're transcribing what's being I don't know what the rules are.
0: Yeah, I just because of the time frame where this is happening, I I see that she would share Seth's thoughts on energy. And I like just picturing Seth being like, Jimmy Carter can't handle the Iranian hostage crisis. (laughs) Gas lines are too long. Vote for Reagan. You're not adding
1: enough unnecessary uh, syllables to what you're saying, but I do know what you're saying.
0: Vote for Reagan. Nah. (laughs) Oh, Seth.
1: Oh, Seth. Again, of all the voices. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) It's just a lot. Anyway, can you imagine that voice for 21 years?
0: (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. How this got any kind of following, I will never understand.
1: And like. You heard that voice and you were like, I should write this down. <laughs> I can't that's, stop that's laughing. The vo- that's a
0: voice of someone who knows what they're talking about right there.
1: Okay, so Seth was and is a non-physical entity who shared wisdom and knowledge about the greater reality of which we are all a part of. He was compassionate and cared deeply about the human condition. He spoke to assist us in co-creating, which is serious new age speak like Mm. co-creating is like and it's everywhere um a better earthly presence for all his vision is very much alive and his words have so much to offer us each day again this is brought up seth
0: coined you create
1: your own reality
0: (laughs) t-shirts available in our merch shop you create To your own reality. You sound like Borat. (laughs) So does she. My wife.
1: Oh, God. Okay, so in order to talk about Seth, I want to table the question of whether or not this woman is actually channeling someone higher, because I can't prove it.
0: I I do want to mention one thing, though, in, in regards to that. Sure. Is... This sounds very, 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 very similar to Alice Bailey. Yes, it who does. Genuinely, is one of the founders of the New Age movement. She was like one of the first people to even use the phrase, and that was in the 1920s. And yep. she wrote a series of 24 books that were, uh, according to her, transmitted to her by a being called Jwal Cool. Very
1: and- obviously.
0: Of course, yeah. I like that his, his name, like if you read it the way it's spelled, it looks like DJ Wall Cool.
1: Which is like the best Instagram handle I can think
0: of. Yeah, it's a great DJ name. And this woman is so influential that like the group she founded has a meditation room at the UN and all that. So I, I feel like Seth could be piggybacking off this woman's work and just putting a kooky voice and a little extra spin on her words.
1: I get the feeling that, if they did trademark you create your own reality, it's the same thing that those two old ladies did when they trademarked happy birthday. Yeah. Like, okay, we, all right, that's good for you. So, anyway, you're right. There's, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, lady, like you're hearing a voice or whatever. But yeah, I thought it would be fun since sometimes we talk about really sad stuff to just go over this whole thing. Uh, You know, all the basic tenets and what following Seth could offer you, Adam, specifically you, Adam.
0: I am excited to find Uh, out what Seth can bring to my life, obviously.
1: So that's what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, again, you can get all that's on the website. It's very important that I mention this. This is I have not taken any editorial uh, liberties here. We're going to tackle the big stuff today, Adam.
0: Can I ask you some questions? Yeah, sure. What is the purpose of existence?
1: I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. This is from Seth. The human race is a stage through which various forms of consciousness travel. Before you can be allowed into systems of reality that are more extensive and open, you first must learn to handle energy and see through physical materialization the concrete result of thought and emotion.
0: I've always Adam. suspected that was the case.
1: Yep. In more advanced systems, which I guess is like level two. Right. Right. Thoughts and emotions are automatically and immediately translated into action. Therefore, the lessons must be taught and learned well. The responsibility for creation must be clearly understood. Caitlin? Yeah.
0: Who creates my reality?
1: That's going to be you, Adam.
0: I create my own reality?
1: According to Seth. Wow. (laughs) This is so annoying. Events are not things that happen to you. (laughs) Just give (laughs) me a second. They are materialized experiences formed by you according to your expectations and beliefs.
0: <laughs> Buckle up for some world-class victim blaming everybody. Here we
1: go. If you are poor in health, you can remedy it. If your personal relationships are unsatisfactory, you can change them for the better. If you are in poverty, you can instead find yourself surrounded by abundance. This does not mean that the efforts that, that effort is not required and determination, it's weird writing, it does mean that you are not powerless to change events, that each of you, all of you, Adam, regardless of your position, status, circumstances, or physical condition is in your control of uh, of your own personal experience.
0: Yeah, I, I did some Googling around while I was reading these notes. Yeah. And I found one version of this that was like, listen, if you're in an abusive relationship, You chose to be in that abusive relationship and what you should do is get in the version of the relationship that's not abusive, that's happening in another probable world. And uh, until you do that, this is all your fault.
1: Yeah. It's pretty pretty great. It's so interesting to me how no matter where you go, people that feel the need to lead groups of people always lean into victim blaming, like always, always. Like there is no effort put into acknowledging that things are greater than their control. It's so strange. I, I don't understand how it keeps happening.
0: I think it's kind of a defense thing when when you're you're trying to strike up a movement like this. You have to have like some kind of fail safe where if things don't pan out, you can just be like, "Oh, it's because you don't have enough faith." Sorry.
1: Well, that's kind of why I, li- I like Christianity in some ways, because at the most, at the, for the most part, Christianity offers multiple answers to this question that range from some of this is your fault to, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> like, which I like, <laughs> like I can handle that. This is like not good. Anyway, um, this is, here we go. If you do not like your experience, then you must change the nature of your conscious thoughts and expectations. You need to learn the power of thought and emotion. Once you realize that your thoughts form reality, then you are no longer a slave to events. You simply have to learn the methods.
0: So I can't have a new chair at my desk, then, is what you're saying? Uh, you've got to... to
1: learn the methods first.
0: Okay, I have to, I have to, I have to think that into it. You can't just, you're yes. my boss. You can't just give it to me?
1: I'm going to need you to think harder about it.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if that chair doesn't show up as your boss, I will be judging your ability to think things into existence.
0: I'm going to go pray to Santa Muerte. Perfect. (laughs) This is like, I can just like, it would be funny if you were like in a job interview and someone started applying this shit. Like, can I, I need, I really need a raise. Well, you really need to change your thoughts and expectations to get that. I
1: have been told that. I have been told that. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, most workplaces are problematic, I think, for most people. <laughs> and, and, you know, again, like I, we've talked about this before. There is some degree of truth to what is being said here. It's just that if you get it, it also negates that, that like shit happens and that right. like people are evil. And if you're not looking out for that and you're thinking all of this is coming from you, you could you're very vulnerable. You could get really hurt. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I, I keep thinking about like the followers from 1960 to probably 1980. What are the odds that they actually heard the recordings?
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd have to like bootleg them. Like, how are right. you even getting them around?
1: Because if you just read this, this is why I wanted to play the clip at the top. Because like, if you just read this, all of it sounds like The Secret all over again. Because it is. It's this. It's, it and is. And this is why we what we said with The Secret is it just repackaged a ton of this new age, juiced all of this new age stuff. Yeah, But the voice of this woman is like not a good marketing moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't
1: listen to anything. She has to say about anything.
0: Like if I bought the book and it came with the cassette, oh, I would probably, I would get a couple minutes into that cassette and probably switch off to the book.
1: Oh yeah. Like there's just, there's absolutely no way. And the funny thing is, is that the recording that's on the site is almost three minutes long. And I, I, I sat through all of it because I felt like I had to, but it felt like it was like a twenty-minute experience. It's just one of the most excruciating voices I've ever heard in my whole life.
0: There's a, I can't think of the the one now. the The book like this that came out in the fifties. I want to say it's the power of positive thinking, but the guy who wrote that for some reason a bunch of his clips are on SoundCloud, like he's a goddamn mixtape rapper.
1: I think I think that's Think and Grow.
0: Yeah, it might be. Rich. It's it's one of those. Yeah. And he sounds like he's delivering news reports about Nazi Germany that play before your movie.
1: <laughs> the the thinking grow. You're an alcoholic, changed.
0: see? You shouldn't be. Why are <laughs> you thinking <laughs> like an alcoholic? That's weak, you see?
1: Leave ghosts alone. That's my favorite. <laughs> Ghost
0: can't help you, see? 23 skidoo. Uh,
1: and what's really funny is if you get to the last chapters of that and you hear him talking about how he feels like he's been corresponding with Abraham Lincoln, it's like, <laughs> what uh okay so do you want to hear what happens to you after you die adam caitlin what happens after death how great is it that we could just google this yeah that's so so amazing okay after death in parentheses (laughs) that's what it says you will find yourself in another form an image that will appear physical to you to a large degree as long as you do not try to manipulate within the physical system with it
0: sure sure (laughs)
1: which I think makes total sense, and I understand that sentence.
0: Perfect perfect sense. Yeah.
1: Great. But for those of you who are lazy, I can offer no hope. Oh, great. Death will not bring you to an eternal resting place. You may rest, if this is your wish, for a while. Not only must you use your abilities after death, however, but you must face up to yourself for those that you did not use during your previous existence.
0: Uh... Seth is kind of a killjoy.
1: I think Seth is explaining ghosts.
0: <laughs> That's yeah, the best thing I can. Sounds like it.
1: Doesn't that sound like a ghost? Like unfinished business. A little bit. Yeah, has like a ghost vibe because it doesn't sound like you're moving on to another thing the way all the good people get to do.
0: Well, no, because you're you're a Seth follower. <laughs> Back the wrong horse, dummy.
1: <laughs> They're all ghosts. <laughs>
0: They're passing people who are actually going to heaven like, hey,
1: what's going on? what? This is another strong statement. You will reincarnate whether or not you believe that you will. It is much easier if your theories fit reality. But if they do not, you will not change the nature of reincarnation one iota.
0: Well, okay.
1: And I guess the theories and the elements of reincarnation also involve this holding period where you're a ghost for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like the minor leagues. Then you get bumped up to the majors. It's like a farm okay. system.
1: Got it. So if you're like a good person, that's like being like a really gifted athlete in high school and you're just drafted.
0: Correct. Okay. You nailed it.
1: But if you're just a whatever Yahoo, you got to go through a couple more levels of mediocrity before you get reincarnated over again, even though no matter what you did changed anything?
0: Yes. Copy. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do, I do like that you can just Google what happens after you die and there's groups.
1: It's relaxing.
0: I fell down a, one of the, I would argue, more enjoyable rabbit holes you can fall down is ask Google a question and they'll give you that like little list of questions that are similar to yours. Mm. As you read those, the possible questions below them change. Oh, good. And I got from, do dogs lick your face because they love you? Great. In like five clicks, I got to what happens to dogs when they die. And there was an answer. (laughs) Something about the rainbow bridge. I don't know. I I think that's like a Hindu thing. I've heard this theory
1: that there are people that believe that dogs cross a rainbow bridge. Yeah. I hope so. They're good puppies.
0: I was like, there's an answer to this? Holy shit.
1: And that the answer is a rainbow bridge. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Prince album.
1: That's the answer. Rainbow Bridge.
0: Rainbow Bridge, dummy. Hey,
1: Adam? Yeah? When I tell you that you lived, for example, in 1836... Sure. I I say this because it makes sense to you now.
0: Okay. It it doesn't. It doesn't, but...
1: You... You live all of your reincarnations at once, but you find this difficult to understand...
0: Well, because that's not how the word reincarnation implies the process would work. Like reincarnation kind of implies that you're one at a time in a series. You didn't series.
1: change it one iota. Nope, nope, nope.
0: But I'm just dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb.
1: When I, I, love that. When I tell you that you were alive in 1836, I say this because it makes sense to you now. What?
0: I just picture a group of his followers finally getting together and being like, shit, he told you 1836 too? At least change the year, God. Come on.
1: Oh, my God. All right, well, let's,
0: let's,
1: let's let's skip to to matters of the sentient beings like
0: us, you know? Yes, please. Do let's we have go- any thoughts <gasps> on
1: war and violence? It's funny you should ask. Okay. There is never any justification for violence, for hatred, or for murder. Those who indulge in violence for whatever reason are themselves changed and the purity of their purpose adulterated.
0: Shit. I don't know if I agree with that. And that is what I put in the notes, everybody. Shit, with about 25 eyes. Like, I'm a non-violent person. Sure. But, I don't know, I would argue World War II was, there was some necessary violence involved in World War II. That's not... Not a nope. moment to be isolationist.
1: Seth disagrees.
0: I wonder if, much like Alice Bailey, Seth hates Jews.
1: Considering how much Jane Roberts looks like Anne Rand, I'm going to say a lot.
0: Yeah, it's I did. Not, I, did I failed to mention that about the Alice Bailey stuff at the beginning. When you, when you peel all her, yeah. all her teachings away, it gets very problematic from a racial and anti-Semitic standpoint.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I don't know if I, I have a hard time imagining a world where you specifically would voluntarily watch The Vow on HBO, but I'm watching it and I've I did work on other projects that dealt with Nexium and the thing that nobody's talking about is how hardcore right-wing of like ultimately the principles of Nexium end up being. They're very I Ayn- Rand. they're very like preaching accountability, right? And you yeah. should take responsibility for your actions, which then immediately translates into the inability to be compassionate for people that are left with only bad choices. And that is real, that exists. And um, like the publication that, that came out, we had, we had our uh, Brock Wilberon to talk about Aristotle, Aristotle's knife, which was a quote unquote, a fact checking organization for, yeah. for the news that Nexium put together. Well, the editor in chief of that was always on, Fox news talking about media bias. So anyway, I digress, but the good news is, um, I can explain illness and suffering to you right now, Adam.
0: I would like to hear that because I, I have been wondering for some reason.
1: it, It comes up occasionally illness and suffering are not thrust upon you by God or all that is, which is Seth's term for God or by any outside agency. They are byproducts of the learning process created by you in themselves. They are quite neutral. Illness and suffering are the results of the misdirection of creative energy. Suffering is not good for the soul unless it teaches you how not to suffer. That is its purpose.
0: So... Adam. Your cancer is your fault.
1: It is your fault until you learn that it's here to teach you something.
0: That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a hard lesson to hear if you already have cancer
1: or, you know, if you're talking about someone who's had five open heart surgeries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's your fault. I mean, that is but, your fault.
1: I mean, you're right. Obviously yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But not you know, cancer. I mean, come on. Yeah. Cancer could never be the result of your own behavior ever.
0: No, of course not.
1: No. Uh, that one's a doozy. That, that one's rough.
0: It really, and that's what a lot of this breaks down to is it's a whole lot of personal responsibility for things you can't always be personally responsible for.
1: Yeah. And it's like, to me, it just sounds like, I don't, there's a part of it that I can understand, like a read of it. That's like liberating in its own way. Like, okay, I have power in my abilities to make choices. Like it is at face value empowering, but when you think about it and you start to live out these principles, it just makes people very easy to control and shut up essentially. Right. That's, that's what this is, you know? Um,
0: (sighs) And like one of the things given when a lot of this started, which a lot of it is in the early 1900s, late 1800s. I wonder if part of this was just the people who were kind of controlling society by then, like rich people, like wanting something to uh, distract from the thought that, oh, maybe we're all rich because we're just oppressing the shit out of people. Like slavery and now we got child labor and like, uh, what if, what if it's not that, but it's just that we think better than people.
1: Well, and then what's worse than that is that the people that get, hooked into things like this. And again, like right now, I think the most like topical example is Nexium. All of their success is then attached to their eternal superiority, which is where it really gets scary. Right. Because if you are successful and healthy, you are by definition better than everybody around you. Yeah. And, and because you
0: thought yourself to it.
1: Right. Yeah. Which what the irony of that being, we know that no matter how attractive you are or wealthy, you are, or healthy you are, that doesn't mean you're happy. That doesn't mean that you're living a, a joyful life. So it's really scary, you know, to 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 think of this stuff all the way through it. Um, and I'm I'm not entirely sure how structurally it played out, but right now there is a a home, they, basically the house where Jane Roberts allegedly tr- channeled all of this they're trying to turn it into like a museum basically. And they're still raising money for it. The followers its really interesting. It's, it's yeah. very much an active thing. I mean, it is not, I mean, anyway, I'd go
0: check out that house,
1: Adam, you know, I would go check it. I'd house.
0: walk in like Zach Baggins with the fucking Gurgur machine, ask him to talk to <laughs> Seth directly.
1: Start yelling at Seth. <laughs> I heard you yell at cancer patients.
0: I heard you think I, the time I burned my arm on the oven, it was my fault.
1: You think my demon blindness is my fault? You think I brought that on myself?
0: Go 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 go. Yes, sir. Go 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 go.
1: Did he say yes, sir, or yes, sir?
0: <laughs> fuck you.
1: Did you hear that? He just told me fuck myself. What do you fuck you, Seth. I'm waiting. I can't wait. One day he's just gonna be like, fuck
0: you. We're going to the Seth house.
1: Oh God, yeah, we're going to the Seth. Well, when this when this COVID thing is over, Adam and I are going on a paranormal road trip, and we're. We're gonna we're gonna get some answers, like admission to all of those places. What we'll <laughs> everything listed? Uh, uh, let's move on to your eternal soul. Okay, I feel like this is where things get really interesting.
0: I was I was wondering about my eternal soul. Go.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I sensed it again because of my brain and it being connected to something superior. I could sense how you were feeling. Um, sure. Now you are your entity or your soul. You are. You are its materialization in space and time as you understand it. There is no division between your entity and what you are. Okay? Okay. Adam? Okay.
0: Jeez.
1: You are your entity growing through the seasons. Oh. Hmm. The entity is not some soul completed, perfect, done. And you a product, you are a living portion of the tree of your entity. Your experience newly in your own dimension and therefore enrich your entity as it constantly enriches you for your source springs from it. But (laughs) you are one and there is no division.
0: My head is going to explode what is happening here?
1: You. My, are... my favorite part is that this is this is on a website positioned as like a bullet point that should be very easy to understand.
0: <laughs> and it's it's so it's almost kind of contradicting itself here.
1: <laughs> so confusing. Where it's fucking... like you
0: are everything <laughs> that you are, but you are not. You. You're not a product of you.
1: I just feel like I'm back in college and some guy's trying to sleep with me. That's what this whole thing feels like. It's like this guy trying to sound like he understands what's going on. And we know for
0: sure this woman wasn't just schizophrenic, right?
1: We do not. (laughs) (laughs) We do do not know. Okay. Here's my favorite bullet (laughs) point. This is my favorite bullet point on the whole website.
0: What? Is this
1: just set me up, Adam, set me up, Uh
0: Caitlin. <laughs> I was wondering if Seth has any thoughts on time and space as camouflage.
1: <laughs> hey, as I've said it before, time, as you think of it, does not exist.
0: Oh, OK. Thank you for the <laughs> clear and concise answer. I appreciate that.
1: I mean, frankly, it is refreshing considering the last answer we got about the soul. Well, the,
0: the <laughs> they're both questions, basically. <laughs> hey, Caitlin, this,
1: this is why I wanted to do the episode like this because you don't need more than one. Yeah, what's up?
0: I was wondering if Seth had any thoughts on wealth and or abundance.
1: Well, who saw this coming? But yes. <laughs> yes
0: okay. It does
1: Your thoughts have an electromagnetic reality. Now, you must realize that this is true or the rest of what I'm saying will need will indeed sound like Pollyanna nonsense.
0: Seth, how do you have Pollyanna as a reference point? Does that all exist in your your realm? She's she's here with us.
1: Okay. I just from an editorial standpoint, want to point out that maybe this is the first thing he should have they should have said.
0: Yeah, it's it's a thing you hear in every book like this.
1: That's probably why it's not up front. You you hear it at the beginning of every book like this. You don't hear it literally in the second to the last bullet point (laughs) of this. Yeah, he's
0: gone through a lot of other information before this seemingly foundational point here.
1: Yeah. Which is, I guess if you don't accept it, you're gonna write it all off anyway.
0: Sure. Hey, do you wanna be like me and make podcasts that everyone loves? Yeah, you do. But chances are, you don't wanna spend a bunch of money doing it. No worries, a solution exists. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make podcasts super easy, then distribute those podcasts everywhere. And you can even earn money doing it all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then... no catch. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Thanks. We love you.
1: So those are the main tenets. There are eight books. It's going to take way too long to go through all of them, but the great news is... Go ahead. Do you have any favorites you want to cover?
0: No, I mean, I feel like we can we can definitely get through some of them.
1: Okay. All right. You want to try it?
0: I I think we should.
1: Okay, because it's pretty great. All right, good. I'm glad. I was like, are we going too long? But this is pretty fun.
0: What's the first book, Caitlin?
1: Okay, well, the first thing I want you to understand is there are eight books from this whole school of thought, which it's a lot of books, I will say. Like because a lot of Harry Potter numbers. (laughs) Yeah. And they're big. Like, I've seen these books in person. They're, like, 300 and over. Like, these are not small chapter books. These are, like, volumes with with sections, and it's a whole thing. So
0: Very robust volumes. (laughs)
1: Volumes. (laughs) Um, Okay, book one, Seth Speaks, (laughs) which is, like, a pretty badass name for a book, in my opinion. But... In his first and most popular book, because people stop buying books after book one, Seth discusses the eternal validity of the soul and presents his very unique and original point of view of the physical and non-physical reality. Topics include what to expect after death, how to glimpse into past lives, way to contact friends and relatives who have died, dreams and outer body experiences, lost civilizations, and much more.
0: That's a lot for the, for your first book.
1: And somehow there are seven more books with more topics.
0: Yeah, it feels like I don't know what to expect after death or how to glimpse into past lives. You got to build up to stuff like that.
1: I think I think maybe the thought was I'm going to come out strong. I got I'm that channeling through this weird lady. I, I better get out all the important stuff now in case people stop listening. Maybe that's what it is.
0: That could very well be. Have more confidence, Seth. Jeez.
1: Yeah, Seth, come on. Feel good about yourself, man. Book two, The Nature of Personal Reality. Oh, this is... Considered to be Seth's greatest work, this book is quite simply the best manual ever written on the art of consciously creating your own reality. That's a
0: big, big claim.
1: It's a big claim. And there is no data to back this up. I I have not been able to find anything. I mean, frankly, The Secret has a better track record than this, from what I can tell. Um, Seth explains how thoughts, emotions, and beliefs provide the tools for individuals to truly take charge of their minds and their lives.
0: Just the audacity of presenting this, like it's i know information that's just been dropped on the world. This is the I 60s. There have been so many books like this.
1: I mean, it's now we're moving into a two-volume moment here. Unknown Reality, Volume 1. Mm. This two-volume set introduced the concepts of probable realities, the metaphysical counterpoint of the parallel universe theory in quantum physics.
0: It it is just the parallel universe theory from quantum physics. No, he introduced it, Adam. I did look into some of this, and what what they're kind of saying is every decision you make, there's there's a a parallel reality where you made the opposite decision. And it's like, how, like, how many realities am I creating? Like, I I ate pizza bagel bites for breakfast this morning. And somewhere, there's a reality where I had a croissant. There's a reality where I stopped at Starbucks. Like, what would be the point of that?
1: Well, then also, how does that, how are you consciously and authentically being you with each bifurcation of reality? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not It's not like it's a fixed point and then a domino effect happens. Like you have to continue to live in that reality as well. That's the part that always confused me about these theories is like, I can accept that I have chosen a different reality, but what I don't understand is the idea that I'm the same person who made the opposite choice and then moving forward in that reality at the same time simultaneously. That's, that's what I don't understand.
0: Right. Because from that point on, both of those versions of you are going to have to kind of make the same choices forever to I remain don't. that version of well, and then you.
1: Beyond that, you, I'm infinitely splitting into different me's.
0: I'm sorry if anyone's super high listening to this right now. <laughs> I know. Can you believe we're not high? Like, I mean, speak for yourself.
1: I'm definitely not high. It I've had like 10 a.m. somewhere. That's true. It's true, buddy. Um, no, it's just this, I, and I'm a pretty like open-minded person when it comes to different realities, but I, I just, the part of it that I, I haven't been able to wrap my, maybe someone needs to explain it to me better. Maybe I need to read these books, but I, I just, I don't understand the idea that I go on in a separate reality simultaneously from this one. Yeah. Like, how do I go on? How does that happen?
0: Well, I think what you need to do is, shape your thoughts in a way that allow you to live in the version of reality where you do understand that?
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because in volume one of unknown reality, (laughs) the second bullet point is it is one of the most important and complex concepts in the Seth material explaining the mechanics involved in materialization of events in our own daily lives. So hopefully he covers the other me thing. But if it doesn't, maybe it's covered in Unknown Reality Volume 2, which let's figure (laughs) out what that's about. According to this theory, there are other probable versions of history that exist in alternate dimensions. These versions are as real as ours, and each individual has probable selves that exist in, quote, parallel universes. According to Seth, the exploration of the unknown mechanics and dimensions of our being is the next step of our evolutionary development. Oh, well, so I would be fun. So I guess once I actually understand how this works, I will have evolved.
0: Yeah, and you'll be able to visit those other realities? That I, I don't
1: I don't know. I don't see the I don't understand.
0: I would just like to put it out there right now that I do not consent to being visited by <laughs> the versions of me living in other realities because if you're doing better than me, I'm going to be jealous. And if you're doing worse than me, I don't want to help. Like, No. Go back and suffer, other me.
1: Yeah, go eat your croissant in the morning.
0: This is how a Black Mirror episode starts. Like, I probably just kicked off some ripple effect throughout my entire consciousness.
1: Maybe this explains aliens. Maybe that's what aliens and shadow people are. Maybe we're just dealing with parallel selves, freaking each other out. Because I'll tell you one thing. If I could consciously come back and scare the shit out of myself just for fun, I absolutely would. Oh, yeah. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long, yeah, as long as you like explain it to me and like.
1: You seem to really have some reservations about this I really do.
0: (laughs) I just, I don't know what other reality me is going to be up to. Could be a thief.
1: (laughs) This is why we're friends.
0: I don't like it. I like us being friends, just not the other probable I I got that.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't take it that way. Book five. Finally. Bites off another big chunk here. Uh, Seth is going to explain to us the nature of the psyche. One of the most brilliant, insightful and revealing descriptions of the human psyche written in this century.
0: Wow. Citation needed.
1: It includes explanations of the true bias of homosexuality. True basis
0: of homosexuality. Sorry.
1: Sorry. My, the true basis of homosexuality, lesbianism and bisexuality and the revelations of the tremendous impact of sex roles, On every aspect of human behavior, this book also explores the nature of dreams and contains exercises designed to expand normal consciousness.
0: I do not like the road that's going down.
1: No way.
0: Here's why you're gay.
1: Honestly, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh uh-uh. No. I,
0: I am kind of dying to know. Where Seth thinks lesbianism comes from.
1: It always goes this way. It sure does. What the hell? (laughs) It's so weird.
0: Because you, I mean, I like. I would love to believe that I'm going to open that book and he's going to be like, "Be you." It's perfectly normal, but it's not. You know, that's not what's going to be in there. Why would there be a book? You're broken.
1: Yeah, you need a book to tell you that you're broke and so you can put yourself back together again and suppress everything you were born here to do. Stop Great. being gay. God. I don't like the title of this next book. <laughs> no. Mass events.
0: Uh oh. What? To form And
1: also it has it's in, not in dialogue at all with what I'm about to <laughs> anyway. Individuals power to create their reality merges with others to, quote, form mass reactions such as overthrow governments, the birth of new religions, earthquakes, wars, and epidemics, as well as art and technology. Seth pinpoints the unconscious and often negative beliefs pervading science and religion, medicine, and mythology.
0: Did the CIA fund this one?
1: (laughs) It feels like it.
0: Feel, yeah, this this feels like some men who stare at goats kind of shit where it's t- <laughs> they just want Seth to hole up in a room and see if he can topple the democratically elected government of India or something.
1: It's very scary. Like even just hearing the outline of what these books are supposed to be, it gets OK, well, we'll keep going We're not, now. The last two books are both volumes dreams evolution and value fulfillment volume one this two volume book was the last of seth's books to be published in these books seth concludes this explanation of how the physical world is an ongoing self-creation i feel like you've covered this already seth seems like it seth explains the link between reincarnation and genetics uh-oh showing how the human species keeps within the genetic bank millions of characteristics. Oh geez. That might be needed in various contingencies and how the soul employs both physical quote handicaps and advantages as springboards for further achievement. If that doesn't fly up a red flag.
0: Yeah. I don't like that.
1: Honestly, I don't know.
0: Yeah. This this feels like Seth hitting his greatest hits tour by this point.
1: I don't like the phrase genetic bank millions. No. That doesn't sound good.
0: Genetic bank millions of characteristics. No, I don't I don't want that. <laughs> and I feel like I Seth either. knows where that bank is. It probably has an account there.
1: The CIA knows where the bank is. Oh yeah. Finally, Volume 2, Dreams, Evolution, and Value Fulfillment, Volume 2, as I said. He charts the roles that individual reason and imagination play in group destinies. In this work, Seth also introduces his, quote, magical approach to life, a joyful and uplifting vision of how our abilities and capacities can be developed to their highest.
0: So none of this has been magical up to this point?
1: Apparently...
0: No. He got all the practical stuff out of the way in books one through seven. Now let me hit you with some magic.
1: Well, in book eight, he's got to close on a high note because otherwise genocide does sound really sad.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true.
1: How spooky
0: is that? It is. I know I brought, like I brought up the CIA jokingly, but this, keep in mind, this happened right in the middle of the MKUltra years. I know. I thought that too. I knew you were going to, I know. Even if it's not the CIA, this could easily be someone just being like, Oh, we can start a religion. Like we can, like we can do that. We can do that and we can control people.
1: The only people that join cults in the United States are people that can afford to one way or another. So, and this is an upstate New York situation. So I'm assuming, which by the way, so is Mm Nexium. It's the same group of people that need to feel that they're special and that all of these things that they were born into with beauty, wealth, and power somehow have something to do with how cool and wonderful they are. That's, right. that's what this is. And, uh, I mean, look, when I was in college, I read the first of these two books. I remember doing that. And I was actually a still churchgoer at the time. The first two books are fine. Like, they're not – it doesn't get creepy, I guess, until <laughs> book three or four, apparently. Um but the thing I came away with is like, this is, it's too easy. Like you shouldn't be able to just open a book and have it be like, this is how you're supposed to be a human being. Like I I think being a human being is by virtue of being alive, a hard enterprise and being a good person takes a lot of work. Being a shitty person doesn't take a lot of work. And so if you're just looking at one, you know, body of work to ascribe to you're not doing hard work. And that's a bad sign. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah. And I think you should always be skeptical of something that requires a fundamentalist level of belief.
1: Yeah. Which is- if it's literally telling you, like, well, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe everything I say, you're just not getting it. Like, yeah. that's not good. That's really not good.
0: Yeah. That's, that's always very dangerous. Like, uh, I, th- I, we talk about that all the time. Like, that's kind of the defining line between religion being just a sort of guide for how to live your life and it being a thing that the people who believe it want to impose on everyone else. And that line is fundamentalism and it's never healthy, including in self-help books written by Seth.
1: (sighs) Especially if you're combining fundamentalism and workshops. (laughs) Yeah. That's never good because that's never going to be widespread it's just not like those those things are designed to weed out critical thinkers. Yeah. And just make cash cows out of everybody else, which I get. I get how that happens. Like that's how it works. But this is it's so spooky how it's just literally like you get you get to like book 6 and you're like, "Oh no, you're talking about your racism." Like this isn't good. Like
0: oh no. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where you got to take into account we're we're dealing with what is alleged to be some omniscient power in the world but also that power died with jane roberts or whatever her name is i guess i like, don't know like it it needed that one body to spread its message in the world then it's not that powerful and it might not know what it's talking about
1: i think i think that's why like I think that's why the landmark stuff and the Nexium stuff and the Scientology stuff is so intoxicating for people because it really, it, it takes it out of this deity conversation, like completely, it, it yeah. moves it out of that and really is like full fledged human potential movement stuff and about you and your choices and your, your body and your nutrition and uh, goals and following through and promises and, you know. Uh, and it, it just crushes people because it's all of the exhausting elements of religion without any of the satisfaction, knowing there's something greater in charge. Yeah. Like it's, it's very scary.
0: It sure is.
1: Yeah. And I knew a bunch of guys in college that got real deep into this Seth thing for a little while and then it went away because it's college, but, yeah. um, I wonder if it's because they hit some of this other stuff and they're like, you <laughs>
0: Yeah, like whenever we end up researching something like this or like when I researched Alice Bailey for another podcast, I always like see a couple books where I'm like, I might read that one. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Alice Bailey wrote one about white magic. Oh, and I'm like, boy. look, if I can cast some spells,
1: I mean, I'm not going to pass
0: up that opportunity. If that like if that's just knowledge that's out there, like if I can just read a book. Yeah. I don't know why I did that hand signal for reading a book. That's me tapping to go to the next page on a Kindle, I guess. That's how we do it now, us kids. But That was
1: awesome. I was like, why is he like flicking his finger?
0: <laughs> Read a book. I'm learning white magic. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> learning white magic why, on a Kindle. That's why it looks so dorky. <laughs> it's
1: white magic.
0: Exactly. It's We're doing the, the robot. Not the cool kind.
1: No. No, we're just trying to like get reduced rates on our cell phone bills and stuff
0: magic that helps
1: gross not helpful we just want the minutiae handled thank you very much i want i want my life to be more convenient that's white magic yeah yeah i I think i think what you're talking about is having the ability to take what you like and leave the rest and what's funny is most major religions tell you that that is the number one big no-no um it's it's one of the things that really messed with me when I left evangelical Christianity because you know you're you're really told like you, you have to accept all of it or none of it works for yourself yeah whatever or you go to hell or however you want to finish that sentence but where I'm at now it's I've realized that the reason why people don't feel comfortable doing it is because they haven't spent time deciding for themselves what they believe in the world and how to be a good person like okay I can take this part from Christianity that I like, and I'm going to leave the part where it says gay people are going to go to hell. I don't need that. Right. (laughs) You can keep that. Um, It takes a lot of work and it's a heartbreaking process, but it's worth it in the end because then you come across stuff like this and you're like, well, I'll look at book one and two, but once you get into the other stuff, I'm going to say no, I'm going to say no to the racism and the genetic superiority conversations. Those are a little creepy for me.
0: Really don't want to hear Seth's thoughts on homosexuality. (laughs)
1: Oh, part of me does though. Like a Kinda. part of me is like, what is exact, what is he really, what I, I come at it from the perspective of like, what, what did he, what did this lady put people through? Like, yeah. what, what was she telling people about themselves in that way?
0: And you never know. It could be a nice surprise. Like that time stone cold Steve Austin talked about gay marriage on a podcast and was like, they should be able to marry whoever they want, man. Stay out of their business. I was like, that <laughs> is a very progressive take. From... Thank you.
1: Thank you. I, I don't think that we're going to get that out of this, though. But maybe I don't know. if if it. I'll tell you one thing. If anybody that listens to this show is a Seth person, we'll get tweeted at if we're wrong. That's what's nice.
0: Austin 316. <laughs> I don't even know hey. what that means. I just know it's a thing Steve Austin fans used to say.
1: Yep. I like it, too. I don't know anything about wrestling or boxing or croquet, but I know a lot about cults.
0: And this is one. This is one. So uh, go go buy your Seth books, everyone. Use code on Pops at checkout to save twelve percent on your order. Twelve percent, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, which is just a little over eleven percent to to save a, over eleven percent on your printed on your order
1: over eleven languages. <laughs> just Tell us what is it?
0: Fifteen, twelve. <laughs> tell us that can that can only mean twelve. Because if it was thirteen, it would be over twelve languages.
1: They're like, no, forty-five. <laughs> Sorry, what?
0: No, it's actually a thousand fifty-six. If you can believe that.
1: <laughs> well, you kind of lowballed the number we there. Just,
0: we just say over eleven to keep humble.
1: We don't want to sound too fancy.
0: Oh, oh, is that what you do, head. guy who coined the phrase "You create your own reality"? Trademark.
1: Trademark. Trademark.
0: Trademark, Trademark. Seth. Yes, I did.
1: I would like to trademark a very soothing and comforting sentence, please. I'm sorry. You're just at FedEx Kinko's. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, no. I was told that this is where all the paper goes into the internet. So here I am. No, this, I mean, yes, technically, but it's it's FedEx. I, I can't legally do anything for you. But in my reality, I have decided that you will help me. All right.
0: Seth has COVID now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, where were our profits to just, like, this is the other thing. It's like you're going to beam down and, and speak to people about really complex issues. No one wants to beam down and be like, heads up, there's a virus coming. Stay inside. Where's, like, come on.
0: Yeah, that's always my least favorite conspiracy theory about aliens is benevolent aliens. It's like those motherfuckers came down and helped the Nazis.
1: Yeah, I I, I have to say, in my recent work, I have come around to your side of the the equation.
0: That aliens are anti-Semites.
1: They're just not good. Like I don't there's think so. nobody I spoke to somebody recently who has conducted over three hundred interviews of people who have had alien encounters various various ways. And none of them have anything positive to say about it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem fun.
1: No, and the way she said it to me was so funny. She's just like, Well, there's a reason why we call them abductions. <laughs> and I was like, Oh
0: they do that. They do that. Yeah. Anyway. It's one knock against aliens. One knock. So that's our episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here?
1: When this episode is released, are we living in a world where the voting's already happened?
0: This one will be post-election. Oh. It might be immediately after the election or a week after. But, uh,
1: That's so stressful to think about. No, Caitlin,
0: be- things are great now.
1: Everything's better now.
0: Biden won. Okay. Trump Trump left willingly. Great. Just said, "Oh, I, ex- I accept these results. Stand down, QAnon, <laughs> and well, things are we, great."
1: We create our own reality, so yes, think we Biden won.
0: I'm yeah, we're Biden yeah, won. Yeah, I mean, not this, to give people a peek through the fourth wall, but yeah, we're creating our own.
1: This is gonna, this is gonna prove a lot.
0: It's gonna help, Seth. It's gonna, it's gonna help, Seth. Seth. We have faith in Seth.
1: We're, uh, we're banking on your plan here. So, so good I, thing we did. Good thing. We banked on your plan, Seth.
0: It's a very good thing. We found the teachings of Seth when we did.
1: Right. When we did and shared them
0: in time to be right. Fix the election. Yeah. To right. rig the yeah. election.
1: Yep. Just in time.
0: We just committed voter fraud, I believe.
1: Mm, yeah. That's all that was.
0: Yeah. That's fine. Uh, do we have anything to plug? No. Like, who can see that far into the future? Here's way to still be a country if you're hearing this right now.
1: Yeah, congrats, guys.
0: We did that much.
1: We did that much. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm, I've never I'm,
0: been so nervous leading up either. to a presidential election.
1: I've never been this nervous about anything in my life.
0: Yeah, it is. This normally, is normally when time. I
1: get myself into situate myself into situations, I'm like, I know what the odds are. I can get my head around the reality of what I might be heading into. The problem with this is that if it goes one way, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. If it goes the Biden way, I have an idea of what could happen. But overall, it's good. I don't know what's going to happen if Trump gets reelected.
0: I don't know. Oh, I'm 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 in the I don't know what's going to happen if Trump loses camp, because that is the opposite. That's where all the chaos is going to come from. That is gonna be people taking to the streets. It will be it will be fucking intense. Like they're not refusing to commit to a peaceful transfer of power for nothing. Like Cool. Very cool. So yeah. Well the good news
1: is is he hasn't come through on any of his meaningful promises. So we've got that going for us.
0: Yeah. And also we're not gonna know the results of the election by the time this goes out. No, we're not. That's gonna be that's gonna be a while. All right. Good
1: Great. T- glad we covered all that.
0: Good times. Happy fun times, everybody. Uh Caitlin, let's get out of here.
1: Se- let's get the fuck out of here. Goodbye, everybody.
0: I love you all. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.